Hello and welcome to What The Bump. My name is Jennifer. I am a labor and delivery nurse who oddly enough has no kids, yet a huge passion for informing and empowering women on all of their options surrounding their pregnancy. Join me every week as we dive in to all things prenatal, postnatal, birth, and so much more. So let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of What the Bump. I am so excited to talk today about the golden hour. So the golden hour is that first hour after birth, that first 60 minutes after your baby is born, where hopefully you get some good skin to skin, um, delayed cord clamping, breastfeeding, and really just get to bond with your baby. So you can really think of the golden hour as the time when your newborn is transitioning. So they have lived inside of your stomach internally their entire existence, and now they are living externally. And that can be kind of hard for them. They need to transition to the external world. So the golden hour is really designed around three things. It's going to be skin-to-skin contact, delayed cord clamping, and then breastfeeding. So those are the three things that kind of make up the entire golden hour. The golden hour is going to be the time where you really get to bond with your baby, have them right on your chest without interruption. So it is very common practice now that hospitals are rolling out their baby friendly initiatives to do this entire golden hour model with the skin to skin delayed cord clamping and breastfeeding within the first hour of life. So the baby friendly initiative has now been rolled out in most hospitals. And this golden hour model is recommended by the Women's Health Organization and the United Nations Children's Fund. So it is becoming very common to see in hospitals. Let's start off by talking about skin to skin. So skin to skin is just as it sounds, your baby directly skin to skin on your skin, which would be your chest. And how do we do that in the hospital? So basically when you start pushing, your nurse should just kind of unbutton your gown that way it's easy to access and then the doctor once your baby comes out will take it place it directly onto your chest your nurse will take a dry warm blanket and not necessarily wipe them dry but just kind of pat the baby dry a tiny bit we do not want to wipe off that thick white stuff on their skin that's vernix and it's actually amazing for them they will just absorb it all very quickly But we'll just kind of dry the baby a little bit, take a look at the baby, make sure that it is okay, that it doesn't need any resuscitation, any help breathing. And then we will just tuck baby inside of your gown, put them right on your chest. We will most likely, unless you don't want it, um, add just a warm, dry, clean hat and then put a diaper on them also just so they don't poop or pee on you. Tuck them inside of your gown and then place a new, clean, warm, dry blanket over the top of both of you guys. And the goal of skin to skin is to keep your baby like that for at least an hour after birth. And I always kind of joke with my patients, it's called the golden hour, but honestly, as a nurse, I like the golden two hours or golden three hours. Keep that baby skin to skin as long as we can. I know I said delaying tasks, so that's things like delay assessing the baby. Your nurse can listen to the baby while it's on your chest. We can honestly do a pretty thorough assessment with the baby directly on your chest. As far as medications go, like the erythromycin, hepatitis B, and vitamin K vaccine or vitamin K shot, if you if those are things that you want after delivery, those can also be delayed, or we can just give them to you with the baby skin to skin. There is absolutely no need for your baby to come off of your chest to give those shots. And then as far as weighing and doing your baby's measurements, that's another thing that can totally be delayed an hour, even two hours. It is not that important. Keep that baby skin to skin. They are adapting their circulatory systems, their cardiac systems, metabolic systems, and just hemodynamically are trying to switch over from living inside of your uterus to now living in the external world. There are so many amazing benefits to skin to skin. And besides just that bonding experience that you're going to get with your newborn, it is so good for hypothermia and hypoglycemia prevention. So hypothermia is 
going to be your baby's temperature getting low. And then hypoglycemia also comes along with that. And that's your baby's blood sugar getting low. And those are two things that are very common with newborns is low blood sugars and low temperatures. So keeping your baby skin to skin is going to keep their temperature very stable. It's going to help them adapt their thermoregulation as well. And then it's also going to keep their blood sugars up by keeping them directly on your skin and keeping their temperature up. Skin to skin stabilizes newborn respirations, stabilizes their blood pressure, and it helps decrease the stress of a newborn. So when we are taking your baby right after birth over to the warmer, we're stimulating it, we're giving it its shots over there, we're doing all the measurements, that causes stress for the baby. They just lived inside of your uterus for nine months with nobody touching them at all, and now there's enough stress alone with being born. But now we're kind of taking them over to the warmer and messing with them, and that's just going to increase their stress, which is going to drop their blood sugar as well. So your baby just going directly skin to skin with you, it knows you, it knows that environment is going to be the best thing for their stress levels as well. And not only are there so many benefits for the baby skin to skin, for the mother, there is lowered anxiety upon leaving the hospital. Upon discharge, it's proven that mothers who've done a lot of skin to skin contact, especially during that first hour of birth, they just feel more equipped and more ready and more prepared to care for their baby upon leaving the hospital. There's also a decrease in blood loss postpartum when your baby gets skin to skin because a lot of times skin to skin is going to lead into breastfeeding. When you breastfeed, you're going to increase, and even when you do skin to skin, you're going to increase the oxytocin that your body is releasing. And that oxytocin helps your uterus cramp up back to its normal size, and it helps decrease the chance of any postpartum hemorrhage. Skin to skin contact and breastfeeding are also going to help with postpartum weight loss in the long run. Most people notice that when they are breastfeeding, they tend to lose that postpartum weight a lot faster. Let's jump into the second aspect of the golden hour, which is going to be delayed cord clamping. So delayed cord clamping is when they, when your provider does not cut your cord for one to three minutes. Now there is not an exact time on delayed cord clamping, but most providers it's about one to three minutes and you really want to wait until that cord stops pulsating. And you can see when the cord comes out, you can see it pulsating. Like you can literally see the newborn's blood going back into it. And if you delay that cord clamping until the pulsating is done, that is huge. That has so many proven benefits for your baby. Just a little statistic. There is about one third of the newborn's blood still in the cord and placenta at delivery. So if your baby comes out and I mean, this happens, sometimes babies come out and they really need that cord cut immediately and they need resuscitation and they need help. But if that is not the case and your baby comes out and they're crying and they're okay, if you wait to cut that cord, one third of that baby's blood gets to go back into it. So that increases newborn blood circulation, newborn red blood cells, increases their birth weight. And big thing is it increases their iron stores at six months. So babies who had delayed cord clamping showed much higher iron levels at six months of age than newborns who did not get that delayed cord clamping. And that, I mean, that's huge. One third of the blood being in the cord and placenta at birth, that means if you get your the baby's cord cut right away and it's not delayed, it is losing one third of its blood. And when it comes to hepatitis B or HIV positive mothers, we still want to delay that cord. So it used to be a practice kind of on the edge, like do we delay the cord? Do we not? Are we going to risk the baby being exposed to maternal blood if we delay the cord clamping? Because obviously we want the least amount of maternal blood exposed to a baby of an HIV positive or hepatitis B positive mother. But it actually was proven that the benefits of delayed cord clamping greatly outweighed the risk of HIV or hepatitis B blood transfer. 
What now is a common practice is to delay the cord clamping and to bathe the newborn afterwards in warm water and warm soap, which we normally do anyway with anybody HIV or hepatitis B positive, but studies are coming out saying that they still want you to delay the cord clamping, that the benefits are still there and they greatly outweigh the risk. And then washing them after will, of course, try to get any of that bacteria or um, maternal blood off of the baby to help with their chance of not contracting HIV or hepatitis B. And if you are HIV positive, it is currently not recommended to breastfeed. So it is recommended to bottle feed if you're HIV positive just because of the breast milk being able to pass the infection onto your newborn. The last part of the golden hour is breastfeeding. And you will notice that if you keep your baby skin to skin for that first hour or two, they will do what's called the breast crawl. I call it the breast crawl. Some people call it um, the breast seek. But you will start noticing like your newborn just slowly kind of like trying to shimmy and crawl down your chest towards your nipple. It's honestly one of the coolest things ever. So keeping your baby skin to skin increases the chances of you successfully breastfeeding because your baby is already there. They're on your chest. They sometimes start to do that breast crawl and you're just much more likely to latch them on that first time and all the times following that. And it is no secret that breastfeeding is the best thing for your newborn. It's the best type of food for them to get it is literally liquid gold it has amazing amazing things in breast milk antibodies and bacteria and all the things that are literally specifically and perfectly designed for your newborn and as far as the golden hour goes that first hour is amazing time to initiate breastfeeding to get that baby's first feeding in during the first 60 minutes of their life And even when it comes to C-sections, because I think some people assume that when they get a C-section, it means that they will not get skin-to-skin contact, that since they will be back in the OR and they'll have their baby in the OR, they won't get skin-to-skin. And I'm going to be honest with you, working in labor and delivery, I would say most of our C-sections do not receive immediate skin-to-skin. Now, once we get back to the room, I try to get all my babies skin-to-skin, but that can be 30 to 40 minutes after the newborn is born. So... I really recommend for you as a patient to advocate for that. If you're having a scheduled C-section or if things go wrong and you suddenly have to have a C-section, say that. Tell your nurse, hey, I want skin to skin directly after my baby is born. Most hospitals, it is not routine to do it directly after the baby is born, but it can be done. We can do it. And that is something that you really need to advocate for if you are having a C-section. So I quickly just want to mention a couple studies that were done. Honestly, I don't know the names of, I think, two of them. But you can take this information or leave it however you want. So there was a 20-year follow-up study done. So that basically means that the babies were followed until they were 20 years old. And babies who were given a who were given skin-to-skin contact that were born with a low birth weight versus babies who were not given skin-to-skin contact within that first hour had higher IQ scores, had an increased volume of the left quadite nucleus. Honestly, I had to Google what that was, but that is the part of your brain that is responsible for communication skills. And they had decrease in agitation and absences at school. So that was just kind of cool. That was a follow-up until they were 20 years old. There was a, another study done with 110 babies and it showed skin-to-skin contact had improvement in their physical growth patterns and their breastfeeding rates. And then there was a 2016 study, so pretty recent, done called Cochrane. 
research done by Cochrane Research. And that study showed that infants who were given skin-to-skin contact were 50% more likely to still be breastfeeding at six weeks to six months old. So that's huge. 50%, that is a huge number, who were given skin-to-skin more likely to breastfeed. And then that study also showed that infants who were given skin-to-skin contact had on average of up to a 10 point higher blood sugar level so newborns we want your blood sugar above 45 45 milligrams per i believe it's deciliter i don't know the exact measurement but above 45 and skin to skin contact was shown to increase that by up to 10 points that's huge my newborns who i know are going to be getting blood sugar checks which are going to be any baby who measures small for gestational age any late preterm infant any infant born to a mother who had um diabetes during their pregnancy There's a lot of factors, big babies, large for gestational age babies, but any baby who I'm going to do blood sugars on, I try to keep that baby skin to skin nonstop. I have seen it work. I have taken blood sugars and they've been so low and the baby's maybe super tired or fussy or just doesn't want to eat and I can barely get them to eat anything. So I put them back skin to skin and I come back and check it in two hours and it's higher than it was, but the baby ate nothing, which doesn't make sense, but It doesn't make sense because the skin to skin literally kept their blood sugars up and even rose it up a little bit. So those are just a couple of studies I wanted to highlight really quick. And then some exclusions for the golden hour because the golden hour, unfortunately, does not happen for everybody. It truly doesn't. Um, You don't always get that first 60 minutes of birth after birth skin to skin with delayed cord clamping and breastfeeding and just that beautiful picture it it stinks and we try to do it for everybody as much as possible but some things that will exclude that and probably make it less likely likely for happening for you are going to be if your baby is needing newborn resuscitation so if your baby gets born and maybe they just aren't breathing well they're a little bit cyanotic a little bit blue um they're having some respiratory distress we will have to cut the cord and we'll have to take the baby to the warmer to resuscitate them which is what you want us to do of course so that is obviously going to exclude you for that golden hour now that's not saying that after we you know get the baby to come around well and they almost always do it's normally they just need a they just need a little bit of help breathing and after we get the baby to come around which can take you know, five minutes, we put that baby right back skin to skin. So that's not to say that you can't have that golden hour, but it might postpone it a little bit. Also, if your baby is an extreme preterm, extreme pretermers honestly almost always go straight to the NICU. And it, it sometimes we can get them a little bit of skin to skin in, but the baby almost immediately goes to the NICU. Any baby who has a shoulder dystocia on the way out, which is basically where the head comes out and the um, anterior or posterior shoulder might get stuck on the pubic bone. Sometimes they take a little bit longer to get out and sometimes those babies also will need a little bit of resuscitation after birth. And then any congenital abnormality that is going to require intervention after birth are all going to be things that will exclude you from that first hour really being completely immediate skin to skin. Some things that will exclude from the maternal side is really just going to be a postpartum hemorrhage. So if you have a ton of bleeding after the baby is delivered, sometimes you will have to go back to the OR and we they'll have to manually expel any clots or any retained placenta. And then if you have a very extensive repair that needs done, sometimes we will not put the baby directly skin to skin just because again, that might require you to go to the OR. It might require a lot of hands helping the doctors helping to just stabilize you so for a little bit we might not put your baby skin to skin until we can get you stabilized and then on the flip side of this things to increase your chances of having that golden hour is going to be choosing a midwife as a provider now doctors are doing delayed cord clamping almost all of them if it's a baby friendly initiative hospital will do that but midwives are of course more more holistic they take into account 
more so the patient and your wants. Um, not to say doctors don't again, but midwives are just known to practice this way more purposefully, I guess. And then just having a healthy, normal pregnancy, of course, is going to increase the chances of you having a golden hour, having a spontaneous vaginal birth, which means that we did not have to use forceps or vacuum or C-section to get your baby out, your newborn not having to go to the NICU, and then just having your partner advocate for it as well. Having you and your partner be on the same page, be educated and aware of what the golden hour is and that you want it is going to increase the chances of you actually getting to have that entire golden hour. And very important to mention, skin to skin is not just good for the baby and the mom to do. Skin to skin is good for baby and dad, baby and grandma, baby and really anybody. But skin to skin during the first 12 weeks of baby's life is so important to do every single day. So it's not just something that you do during the golden hour, the first hour after birth. It's something that you need to go home and be doing, especially during the first 12 weeks of your newborn's life. Skin to skin for at least an hour a day is amazing for them. And there is no age at which skin to skin is no longer recommended. So there is no age where you should stop doing skin to skin with your babies. As long as your kids are young and breastfeeding or even not breastfeeding, as long as they're just kids, do skin to skin with them. Like keep your babies directly onto your skin, keep them close to you and just really love on them as often and as much as possible. So I hope that you feel empowered and educated more on what the golden hour is and what it exactly looks like. And I really hope that you get the golden hour for your birth. Like I said, hopefully you will. Most hospitals are doing this now, but just to recap, the golden hour is going to be that first 60 minutes after birth where your newborn is skin to skin directly on your chest. Your cord clamping is delayed. Cord clamping and cutting is delayed until it stops pulsating, which is about one to three minutes. And then where your baby is breastfed during that first 60 minutes of birth. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast and I cannot wait to come back next week and talk to you about labor, birth, prenatal, postpartum, and so much more on What the Bump. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it and I will see you next week to talk more about The Bump. And of course, I know you all probably know this, but I have to add it in. I make every effort to broadcast correct information through this podcast, but I'm still learning so much. So I am in no way providing medical advice through this podcast, just sharing the things that myself and others have experienced or learned. Make sure to consult your physician before taking anything from this podcast and changing your health. This applies to any guests or contributors that I also have on this podcast. Thank you. And I will see you next week.